the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Something God wants every child of His to do. Saints of the Most High God, we're blessed people. One of the reasons why that is, is because we have a God who loves us like nobody else will ever do. One of the things that God will do for us is open doors of opportunity for us. Doors that God wants us to walk through so that we can live the blessed life and be a blessing in life like He wants us to do and be. But in order for us to live the blessed life that God wants us to live and to be the blessed people that God wants us to be, we have to walk through the doors of opportunity that God opens for you and me. Otherwise, we won't ever be the blessed people that God wants us to be or live the blessed life that God wants us to live. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God opens for me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Kindness, forgiveness to the power of God being released is an awesome statement. Because what he's actually doing is tying the power of God, the releasing of the power of God to forgiveness. Which means that forgiveness ought to be somewhere around when you see the power of God released. Or if you don't see the power of God released, logically speaking, then perhaps forgiveness is one of the things that's in the way. And you might think I'm reaching, praise God. But let's stop for a second. Let's back up to the time when the most awesome opportunity to see the power of God released in mankind uh, in relation to God toward us. Anybody can tell me when that was? The cross. When Jesus Christ was on the cross, he released the power of God into the midst of our lives so that the great exchange could be able to occur, so that our weakness could be replaced with strength, so that our poverty could be replaced with uh, 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 financial wealth, whereas our sickness can be able to uh, be replaced with divine health, whereas man was forgiven because the power of God was released to us after Jesus forgave us. The power of God was released to us after Jesus forgave us. Because when Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do, it's after that that the power of God was released into our lives to be able to change us from those low-down, dirty people in God's eyes to the awesome people who are now my children. But it's, of course, that's to the people that believe. But yet the power of God was released at the time of forgiveness. Now, let's stop and think. If, what if Jesus had not forgiven while he was on that cross? What if Jesus had not said, forgive them, for they know not what they do? If Jesus had not done it, 
then none of us will be here today. None of us will be able to walk in God's way. None of us will be able to have the awesome things operating in our lives that are operating in our lives right now because we're, it's operating because of the fact that the power of God is manifest in our lives. But the power of God would not be manifest in our lives because the power of God manifested in our lives after Jesus did what he did. Is that one of the reasons why you've been speaking this stuff and it ain't moving? Is that one of the reasons why you've been praying for things and you ain't getting it? Is that one of the reasons why uh, uh, you laying hands on the sick and they still sick? Could it possibly be? <laughs> that there's still some unforgiveness in you and me? Could it be that that is what's necessary in order to allow the power of God to be able to flow the way it's supposed to flow? And if it doesn't, if it is not extended from our lives, then we can never step into the fullness of the things that God has in store for us? Hmm? That's an interesting question, wouldn't you think? Now, since forgiveness is what was said and released by Jesus to release the power of God, then unforgiveness would have stifled the power from being released. If he had not forgiven us, the power of the Father to release us from our sins and the, and the open door that he established for us to come out of the slave market of sin into the marvelous light would never have manifested. It would not have been released and it would never have been manifested in our lives. So because of that, that means then that this thing is very important in relationship to making sure that we step into the fullness of the things that God has in store for us. It is very important because I thank God that, he, that Jesus forgave because after Jesus forgave, the power was released. I thank God that the Father forgave because after the Father forgave, Jesus was released, who was the Word, where God sent a word of forgiveness unto each and every one of us, and that word then forgave us, and as a result of that, the rest of the word of, of power that God has in store for each and every one of us now has opportunity to cause the blessings to shower. And he told us, be imitators of him. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Or if you were not here for the last few weeks, sincerely, get those CDs and tapes. Because we laid some awesome foundation on why it is that forgiveness is so very important. And how God wants you to forgive in the midst of your life. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And of course, uh, uh, follow, the, 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 being a follower of God is talking about being an imitator. The word follower also translates imitator. So God wants us to imitate him as dear children. But notice this, and, and of course in verse 2 it says, and walk in love as Christ hath also loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a, sa and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Now he says to walk in love as a result of following God. But notice it says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, which means that you got to back up and begin to start understanding why he says that and what you need to do in order to make sure that none of these things happen to you. Of course, we could back all the way up to verse 24 of the, follow, of the previous chapter, chapter 4, or verse 23, actually, and says, and be renewed in the, strength, in the spirit of your mind, that ye put on a new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. See, the concept is unity here. By be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Handle the problem that occurred. Why is that? Because you'll give place to the devil. That's why verse 27 says, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to them that need it. Um, in case you're not here on the, financial, on the night of the financial fix, which is Thursday nights, we were just mentioning that just on this past Thursday night. 
about how God intends for you to work to give, not work to live. And that's part of the fix he wants to do for you so that you can be able to do what it is that he wants you to do the way he designed you to do it. God never designed you to live from paycheck to paycheck. God never designed you to have to use your paycheck to be able to handle anything. No, that paycheck is actually supposed to either go into the ground as seed. It's supposed to go into the bucket, as, uh, into the uh, storehouse as um, seed for the future. Or it's supposed to, right? I'm not supposed to be talking about right that, that right now. Verse 29. Just come to Thursdays. You'll get the rest of it. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, wherein ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, everybody say all, and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. That phrase put away means put far away from you. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So this is what we ought to do is we ought to forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. By putting away the clamor, putting away the, 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 the anger, the evil speaking, and all the things that go along with unforgiveness because of the fact that they offended us, did something to us. Now bitterness is beginning to form in our heart, and therefore we can't be able to uh, do what it is that God has called us to do because according to this passage, we have now given room to Satan. We have now given room to Satan. Now if unforgiveness is in your heart, then that means we have given room to him in our heart. And, and out of the heart flows the issues of life. And so here we are speaking out of our heart, expecting mountains to part. But the problem is, is what's coming out is Satan, who's the antichrist, who's going to do the opposite of everything that the word of God says in the midst of your life. So when you speak it out, peace, it seems like more confusion seems to be manifesting. Why is that? Because you need to get this unforgiveness and this bitterness up out of your heart so that God can be able to do what it is he wants to do in the midst of your life. So that peace can be able to reign in your life the way God wants it to reign in your life. He said, be imitators of me and forgive also, which means that just like I forgave, I need you to forgive. Because you got to remember, 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 the forgiveness is not for them, it's for you. The forgiveness is not so much for them, it's for you. See, that's usually what gets in the way when people, uh, uh, it's time for people to forgive other people for what it is that they've done. They think like, I don't want to let them off the hook. No, it's you that's getting up off the hook. Uh, they, need, they need to pay for what they did. Well, see, the only problem is, is if you require them to pay for what they did, you, you're going to have to pay for what you just did. Notice what I said. If you don't allow, if you, don't, if you require them to pay for what they did, then you're going to have to pay for what you just did. It'll make sense in a minute. Turn to Matthew chapter 18. Now, pay for what you did because God has already forgiven your sins. But pay for what you just did. Matthew chapter 18. Let's look at verse 21. Of course, when we left off last time, y'all mouths was open because we had already dealt with the fact that Jesus had dealt with uh, Peter and told, told him that you need to uh, uh, forgive seven times 70. And folk was like, my God, that's like crazy. Well, let's read on because he gives you explanation for it too. He said in verse 21. Then, Pete, then came Peter unto him, Jesus, said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Question mark. Till seven times? Well, see, just before then, he had told him seven times, so he figured he got the answer now. Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Praise God. 
which means he upped the ante on him. He, he increased it. Why is that? Basically, the moment you begin to start counting, you've already demonstrated that you choose not to forgive. The moment you begin to start counting, it demonstrates that you've already chosen not to forgive. Because of when you count against somebody else what they owe you, then you're demonstrating that you don't forgive. Because a lot of us still talking about what somebody owe us, what they did to us. You know, we list off their indictment. You know, next time we talk to somebody, let me tell you what they did to me, man. They did this, they did that. They said this, they said that. They didn't do this, they didn't do that. Can you believe it? You're like, mm-hmm. Say, so what do you think I should do? Forgive. Oh, see, you ain't even flowing. Come on now, anybody ever, ever, anybody ever talked to somebody? Or was you the one that was being talked to? Praise God. Well, you be like, I ain't done. That, 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 that's not the answer. It's got to be something else. Amen. It's got to be something else. Gotta, can, can I leave them? Can I divorce them? Can I hit them? Amen. You know how we do? No. No. And no. Praise. <laughs> I had to think about that last one. <laughs> Might qualify for the laying on of hands ministry. Praise God. But no, no, not with that intent, though. Praise God. Because we're supposed to be hitting the heel. Amen. Not hitting the hurt. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. So anyway, he told him seven times 70. Don't you know, you know, you got to, you know, which means basically he's going to take it outside of anything that you can comprehend. Another way of looking at it is it's endless. Forgiveness is always what you sh- should do. It's always what you should do. That didn't go over well. Look at your neighbor for me. Help me out. Preach this one to your neighbor for me. Say, your neighbor. Your neighbor. Forgiveness is what you should always do. It's your privilege to forgive. And in case they didn't say it with faith, turn to the other person next to them and say, hey, they ain't lying. Forgiveness is your privilege. Yeah, yeah. Because, see, a lot of us don't, don't see it as a privilege. A lot of us see it as like, oh, I got to. You mean I got to? Well, how many times? See, that's what he's asking. How many times do I got to forgive? No, it's not that you got to forgive. You get to forgive. Well, how is that a privilege for me? I'm glad you ask. He read, we read on. He said, therefore, in verse 23, is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants, which means he accounted everything that it is they did and did not do, what they paid and did not pay. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents, 10,000 talents. Now, that's a whole bunch of money. You ain't in the talents, but... I've heard all kind of estimations of the amount. But regardless of what the estimation is, it was a lot of money. Let's just say millions of dollars. He owed my man millions of dollars. For, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment was to be made. Look, because he owed a debt, he was about to lose everything. He was about to lose himself. He was about to lose his wife. He was about to lose his children. All of them was going to end up going into slavery. All the stuff he had was going to be taken, 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 taken. All the stuff, that one wasn't even bothering. That was just bad English. Praise God. All the stuff was taken, was going to be taken, taken. He was going to be gone. All the stuff was going to be gone. Praise God. He was about to lose everything. Do you know unforgiveness will cause you to lose everything? Let's see. He said, and all that he had and payment to be made. Now, he's going to take everything and you're going to pay up. Now, which means you still going to owe me. 
The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion. What was he moved with? Which is love in motion. Blessed be the name. And loosed him and forgave him the debt. Which means loosed him because they had him all collared up, snatched up and stuff like that. You know, not the king himself, but the king's boys. You know, his, his army had him you know, all snatched up and, and, and forgave him the debt. Millions. Just wiped it clean. Everybody say millions? millions. Yeah, millions. He just wiped it clean. He just said, I move with compassion. See, compassion doesn't care the amount that you owe because the amount isn't what is going to decide whether or not you're going to be released from it. It's the compassion. And that's why, God, we learned already in Romans 5, 5, shed his love abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost to give you the compassion, which is your motivation for forgiveness. See, your motivation for forgiveness is, the, is who you are. It's the love that's on the inside of you. That's, once that moves, then you will be able to forgive. So that's why you got to stir that stuff he said, so he forgave him the debt. Now, I can imagine, right after he had forgave him that debt, he sat there, probably eyes got wide. He probably saw, really? He's like, yeah, I'll forgive it to you. Go ahead. You don't owe me no more. I know he was like, that's what I'm talking about. You can't tell me he wasn't excited. You couldn't tell me what he wasn't thrilled. You couldn't tell me he probably didn't throw up his hands and dance and shout. He did something, whether he did it right in front of the man or whether he waited till he got outside and after they had let him out and closed the door behind him and he was realized he was really free. He probably said, whoa, probably was walking around like, that's what I'm talking about. He said, but, everybody say, but, the same servant. I can hear Jesus saying it because Jesus threw that word same up in there because he was like talking to his disciples, trying to tell them a little parable, trying to teach them some things through principle. He said, and the same servant, which means the same one which was just forgiven of this great debt that he owed, went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. Now, a hundred pence, I don't heard all kind of uh, definitions for how much money that is, but let's just say about $20. fifty, $5. Yeah, $5. That preach well. Let's do $5, which means, once again, he's doing this in comparison to how much the other guy owed. He said he owed him $5. And he laid hands on him, not for him to be healed either. Snatched him up, took him by the throat, saying, pay me that thou owest. Now, you got to get this picture. He done snatched my man up, grabbed him up around the throat, and said, pay me what you owe me. He hold my man's throat. He like choking him. Like, pay me what you owe me. Give me my $5. And his servant fell down at his feet. Hmm, that sounds familiar. And besought him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Don't that sound familiar? Isn't that about what he asked the other guy? Okay. So you think this would have triggered something in his mind? Like, hold up, hold up. I remember when I was there, snatched up. And they wouldn't even hold me by my throat. But they was about to take my children. They was about to take my family. They was about to take everything I had. And I asked my man to forgive me, and he forgave me. Sure, I know he would have let him go and, you know, straighten his clothes back out and say, man, I, my bad. Come on, come on, come on, stand up. You, sure, I'll forgive you. Go ahead. Be thou free. Be thou let go. Let's see his answer. Verse 30. And he would not. Would not. No, he wouldn't. Say, I ain't doing that. Which was a decision that he made. He didn't say he could not. He said he would not. Which means it's a decision that he made. He said, but went and cast him in the prison 
till he should pay the debt. Threw his tail up in the prison too. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Went back and told the one that released him of his debt. So man, you would not believe what just happened. Remember that dude that you let loose of that million dollar debt? He's like, yeah, I remember. The one I was moved with, compassion with. So yeah, you don't believe what that dude did. He went out and snatched my man up, threw him all up in the middle of the jail for some money that he was owed. He said, what? Go get him. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wrought. Everybody say wrought. That means upset. I mean, he was angry. And delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if you from your hearts forgive not. Because notice it's from your heart that you either forgive or it's from your heart that you forgive not. If you from your heart forgive not everyone, his brother that trespasses. Now, he said he snatched him up and threw him up in the middle of the prison and told him, he said, until you pay me that which I'm due, then I'm not letting you up out of here either. Remember, we learned already in Galatians that it talks about that whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. I told you before that if you sow unforgiveness, you'll reap unforgiveness. And if you sow forgiveness, you'll reap forgiveness. So the person who, who, who was the original king sowed forgiveness into my man. Then he went out and operated in unforgiveness. Stop there. And when he went and snatched my man up for $5, threw him in the jail based upon unforgiveness, he now reaping unforgiveness. Because he sold unforgiveness, he's now reaping unforgiveness. Pause button. I've heard so many times for so many years where people was talking about when he said that I'm going to throw you in jail until you owe me, pay me what I'm due that what he was due was those millions, that he required all of that out of him once again. But do you know that's not what he owed him? Because he already forgave the debt. I don't know if anybody up here has been, been forgiven of a debt. Once you forgive a debt, or a debt is forgiven of you, you don't owe them anymore. Which means if they come back afterwards and say, you owe me, all you have to do is show them, I paid this. This is, or... Here's a real letter where you forgave me of this. That's right there, stand up in any court. And you don't have to pay them a dime. You don't even have to answer them if you don't want to. Because there's no legal right that they have against you. None whatsoever because it's already forgiven. So since that's the case, then what that man owed him was not those millions. He didn't throw him in the jail because of the millions because the millions were already forgiven. But what he was due was the forgiveness that he sold in him too. What he was due was the forgiveness that he sold in him. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope you're seeing what the Word of God says about the doors of opportunity God has opened for us. Doors of opportunity both to be blessed and to be a blessing like God wants us to be in our lives. I hope that you're seeing the importance of walking through the doors that God opened for me and you so that we can receive and achieve everything that God has planned and prepared for me and you. 
I don't know about you, but I plan to walk through. I hope you do too. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a wonderful spirit-filled event that's held a word of faith just for you. This Saturday is New Year's Eve, so we invite all of you in San Antonio and surrounding areas to join us for our New Year's Eve service so that we can bring in the new year together in the house of God, praising God, and hearing what he has planned for us in the new year to come. So come on and join us at Word of Faith Christian Center San Antonio on New Year's Eve night at 9.30 p.m. For saints from all over San Antonio's surrounding areas come together to praise and worship God in celebration of the year that he brought us through and the new year that he has planned for me and you. There's a wonderful reception that follows the service where those who choose to remain can continue to celebrate together Dining divine and enjoying the new wine of the Holy Ghost. VIP transportation service and child care are available at no charge for this too. So come on through. We'll be glad to see you and your family in the house of God. Giving God praise to you, just like all of us ought to do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.